0: going to see if together we can fill up my bag with things about Jesus so here's one that I wrote on my fancy paper that you you've all got a piece of down there it says Jesus is the image of the invisible God and that's from Colossians 1:15. Jesus is the image of the invisible God that means if we want to know God more if we want to know more about him we can look to Jesus Because Jesus came as God um, to to teach us more about God. So that's something we can put in our bag. If we want to know God, we look to Jesus. Okay, what else can we put in our bag? I've given um, each row about two or three pieces of paper. And what I want you to do with each other is think, what is something about Jesus specifically from Colossians, so chapter 1 of Colossians is a good place to look, I want you to write down one thing, something about Jesus that we need to keep carrying with us to help us in our walk in him. And once you've done that, someone needs to come and run up and give me their piece of paper. So as soon as you've written something down, bring your piece of paper up and I'll give you a few seconds to do that. Let's see how big we can get our bag filled it up. I reckon we got about 30 more seconds to write something down and then bring it to the front. Got some people running up, thank you. No, you, you can walk. Oh, and you can even be a one year old. One year olds can run up. People of all ages. Wow, this is great to see so many things coming up. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, there's so many things. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Thank you. Wow. All right. Thank you. There are so many things. I am going to start reading out some of these things while the people, we might need to make a pile on the ground. ground. Okay, here's one jesus is the word of truth the gospel that's from colossians 1 so if we want to know who to listen to we need we know we can listen to him here verse 15 he's the firstborn jesus is the firstborn over all creation he's the one we want to follow um, here we go um, faith faith in him is important we've been seeing that over and over again in colossians um, here we go Firstborn over all creation and yep yeah, he's the first one over new creation i'll see if i can find some different ones uh, we've got a lot of first one over creation i know he made us um, in his uh, we are um he um, frees us from our sin he is always with us jesus is sufficient there's m- so many things i'm going to put these all in my bag Okay, and it's, and it's so great, I think, that we were able to do that together. That's the picture that we're given in the Bible, that we need to keep speaking Jesus to each other to help us continue in our walk with him. And we need to hold firmly to Jesus. Um, there might be other people that tell us other messages, but we need to hold firmly to Jesus. To Jesus because he's the one who is supreme and who has a sufficiency he's the one who loves us who gave his life for us and forgives us from all our sins so let's keep encouraging each other in our walk uh, with Jesus Um, And now the kids and the youth are going to go off to their programs. So what's going to happen is they're going to walk off to the back. If you haven't already, maybe talk to the person next to you. What was the thing that you wrote on your piece of paper?
1: Uh, All right, everybody, hopefully you can uh, keep chatting about those things perhaps at morning tea a little bit later. Uh, Let me grab your attention again for a second. I just wanted to point out to you these welcome cards that are in the uh, pews. If you want to get in contact that is a great way to do it. Also I wanted to let you know about some things coming up. First one is welcome coffees. We're having a welcome coffee for people who have recently joined us here at 9.30. Next week after the service the plan is uh, it's going to sort of just be out there um, in the kind of veranda area. Um, so if you've joined us recently, come and, um, and chat and just a chance to get connected and say good day next week. Uh, the following week, we're starting our welcome group. Uh, this is another opportunity if you've joined us recently. Um, and this is uh, it'll run at Andrew's Place. It's over three weeks and it's just a way to get to know the church, ask any questions that you have. Um, and start to um, get a feel for being part of Warunga Anglican. So, let us know if you're interested in that by, uh, you can send me an email or note it down on the welcome card. Uh, and uh, the other thing I wanted to let you know about is our guess who's coming to lunch on the 4th of June. Uh, we're going to go to each other's places for lunch. Some of us will host, others will be guests. Uh, and uh, there's a good list building. But um, today, uh, if you'd like to be part of this on the 4th of June, I would love you to sign up uh, and let us know whether you want to host people at your place and organise what's happening for lunch or whether you want to be a guest and go over and uh, bring whatever the host tells you to bring for lunch. Uh, That's the plan there. uh, These uh, clipboards, and I think Diana's going to be walking around at morning tea with that as well. So please sign up this week so we can start to organise uh, those lunches, that is uh, going to be great on the 4th of June. Uh, and so that's uh, yeah, that's after uh, at Morning Tea. Uh, sign up for that. Uh, we have one more little uh, kind of announcement section. And, uh, well, we're privileged to have Andrew Reese here to give us this uh, extra special... Am I building it up, to Yeah, I'm building it up. All right, I'll just let you do your thing. All right.
2: I'm here to give you a a finance update, which he's just built up uh, with much excitement. Um, The Wardens and Parish Council just asked me to let you know how we're tracking financially. You may remember uh, at our vision dinner in March, um, we set a course again for the year ahead. And I want to commend to you, if you weren't here for the dinner in March, uh, to grab one of these booklets at the back. It has that picture on the front and it gives you a sense of what we're about as a church. Our mission's got three parts and you can see it. Uh, there on the picture we want to be a church that welcomes everyone uh, connecting people into relationship with Jesus and also connecting them into our church family to have this be their home Uh, secondly we want to be a church and we've heard from Caroline about this just now that keeps growing together uh, becoming more like Jesus and most importantly we want to be a church that honors God uh, living all of life for him not just when we're together on a Sunday morning like this but in all that we do and the work of that mission all the different things that we do together as a church family is only possible uh, because of the generous and sacrificial giving of this church family we're not funded by some external source the diocese or anything like that Uh, what we do together is um, made possible by your generous giving uh, towards this church family and if you were there in march one of the things that we said for 2023 is that the work of that mission has stepped up again this year this is uh, the first year where we have the full year of uh, both Gavin Parsons uh, who uh, is involved with our 1030 congregation and seniors and 8am congregation but also Tamar Pollard who's heading up our family's ministry we're we're very thankful to God for all that they are doing and again them being able to do that is because of uh, the generous giving of this church family Um, the other thing that we've been able to do this year is increase and expand our support of our mission partners. We've taken on new mission partners and we're able to support them uh, more than we have uh, previously. Now, all of that is possible again because of uh, the giving of this church family. One of the things that we did in March is we set um, really an ambitious target given the economic climate that we're in of an increase uh, in giving of 7.5% for this year. That's what we were praying for together. Um, and here's a bit of a picture of uh, of how we're going Um, we've uh, we had that target of an increase of seven and a half percent as a result of the generous response of uh, the church family we're tracking at about 6.25 of that seven and a half percent which is i think remarkable uh it's sort of gravity defying or economy defying um increase and i do thank god for that and i thank you uh, for your response in that Uh, please do uh, thank God with me and pray also ongoingly for the provision uh, for the current shortfall. If we track at this rate for the rest of the year, the shortfall for 2023 will be around $14,000. So please do pray for the provision of that shortfall. Uh, If you are giving regularly, I do want to thank you for that. And I want to encourage you to keep going. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7 um, the apostle paul writes there please excel in all you do as a church he says excel in speech in knowledge in faith in love in passion and then he finishes the verse with excel in the grace of giving and i want to encourage you that it is a gift that god gives us to be able to give uh, to his work here i also want to say if you're someone who's in a situation where you're not able to give financially please do know that we're very thankful for other gifts that god has given you that enable you to serve here, serving with your time and with your skills. Please do keep serving uh, with the gifts that he's given you. Um, to those who are new to our church family, or perhaps more long-term, but not yet in the pattern of giving regularly, I do want to encourage you to consider, uh, in the words of 2 Corinthians 8:7, to excel in that gift, to begin uh, that pattern. Here's a bit of a picture of our church family. There's about 200 households that make up the Wurunga Anglican Church family. Um, about 110 of those 200 households give regularly uh, to uh, the work of our mission and our mission partners Uh, you'll be pleased to know i don't know the names or details or numbers and don't uh, want to know those things but here's my prayer for our church is that we would all excel in the gift of giving as we are able to with what god has given us and so if you're not currently in the pattern of giving uh, let me encourage you to begin that Um, that uh, these Uh, pictures that you're seeing are in a little flyer just at the back there I encourage you to grab that on your way out just so you can see how we're tracking but also you'll see the details of uh, the church family bank account uh, where you can give if you would like to start doing that Uh, if a significant portion of those who are not currently giving did begin to give uh, we would Um, under god be able to meet our budget for this year and that's our prayer but more than that here's my other prayer that i'm praying if an increased number of us began that pattern of giving we'd be able to create what i'm going to call a staging point for new gospel ventures together and that's what we're praying for i can think of about four that i'd love us to do but we won't do them until we're in a position to do that and you can be a part of helping us reach that staging point so please do grab one of those the final thing I want to mention is on the back of that uh, little handout is just an update about our building fund. That was the other thing that we mentioned uh, at the March dinner. Um, our building fund is what we use to fund different projects uh, on our sites. And the one we're using it for this year is the work going on right now, or not right now, but it is happening presently um, at, at Pierce's Corner. Here's a few glimpses of the work. It's going on in earnest. Um, that work to renovate and uh, redevelop this hall um, uh, will cost about $300,000 of the different parts of it, and we set ourselves a goal to uh, try to reach that figure together. Again, that, that goes against the grain of our economy, and I appreciate that it may not be possible for you to be a part of that, but we do thank God already that we've raised 75000 towards that 300000 We have reserves to cover the work, But the reason we're making this appeal is that if we can preserve those reserves again, that will help us with those future staging points for mission endeavours together and with our mission partners. Uh, I'm going to pray. I do thank God for the way he has led us to give generously to support this work. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much uh, that you cause your grace to abound more and more within us so that we, having all we need, are able to give generously to your work, not just here, but beyond with our mission partners. We pray, Father, that you continue to cause us to excel in this grace as we are able. And we pray for those who are not currently giving, that you would put on their hearts the desire to do that. For those who are, the encouragement of seeing uh, their generosity and sacrifice uh, speeding on your mission here and beyond. We pray, Father, that you would be glorified through this. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: We're going to keep uh, praying for some uh, more general things. Raymond's going to come and lead us.
3: Would you pray with me? We remember that every good and perfect gift is from you. We thank you for uh, all your good gifts to us. We give you thanks for our Saviour, Jesus Christ, the Head of the Church. We Thank you for this fellowship, for the congregation being built up in the teaching of your Word and in our small groups, and pray that we will continue to be built up into a spiritual house. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit given to us to be our teacher and guide, we thank you for the provision of our daily needs, for relative peace and security in our nation, for your continued grace and for answered prayer. Thank you for the provision of finances. The psalmist said your faithfulness continues for all generations and we pray for our next generation, our children and grandchildren, that they will seek you in a world that is increasingly godless. We pray for those of our children struggling with faith and with the pressure of the world. We ask that you will deliver them from the world and bring them to a good place. We thank you for the gift of your word. The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Remember those many nations where there is a drought of your word. We pray that you will send out your light and your truth and continue to raise up missionaries who will go and nationals to lead. We confess before you our many sins. Those who conceal their sins do not prosper, says Proverbs, but whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We pray for those in authority and give thanks for our peaceful way of life. As Ezra said, praise be to the Lord of our fathers who put it into the King's heart to show favor to the captives by sending them back to Jerusalem. We pray, our Father, that as you change the heart of Alexerxes, we pray that you will change the heart of world leaders, especially where evil prevails. We pray for your restraining hand on the war in Ukraine. Kingship belongs to the Lord and he rules over the nations. We pray for this nation, for our Prime Minister and his Cabinet and the opposition. We pray that integrity will be upheld and that you will continue to raise up leaders who seek the common good. We pray for our Archbishop Kanishka Raphael We thank you for his gifts and abilities and for his love of you and your word. We ask that you will give him wisdom and strength and discernment as he leads our church in controversial times and times where your word is not valued. We pray for the suffering church, especially for the Christians of the Middle East who suffer for their faith. We thank you for the growth of the church in many parts of the Middle East. We pray for the suffering church in North Korea and pray that you will change the hearts of its leaders. We thank you for the witness of Dan and Mel Kiat and Jasper Gilbert and Raphael and we pray that uh, as you have led them to go to uh, the Himalaya Basin in Nepal, we pray for your blessing on their preparations for their um, targeted departure in July we pray also for Sam and Marinka as they adapt to life in the Middle East we pray that you'll bless them as they adapt to the new country learn a new language and a new culture we pray that you'll specially bless the children that they will adapt well we pray that you'll guide them continually that they may do what is in your mind for them They've asked for prayer for wisdom on how to respond to the poverty around them. We pray for the outreach of this church to this area. And we pray for your blessing on the planning and uh, give us a heart for those around us who have no knowledge of you. We pray for our welcome coffee and the welcome group in two weeks. And we pray our Father for the fellowship at um, McEwen Park and at the Grange, where people come along and hear your word expounded um, uh, and they have not had previous Bible teaching. We pray for your blessing on that. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name.
1: Thank you, Raymond. We're about to hear um, our Bible readings. I'd like to um, get Jenny to come on down. We're going to continue reading Colossians today, but before we um, get Jenny to read, I'm just going to introduce a a new segment. It's very short uh, with Jenny. It's going to be good, I hope. Um, It's called uh, This Time Tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to ask Jenny what she'll be doing this time tomorrow. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, So, Jenny... What are you going to be doing this time, 10.14 uh, tomorrow?
4: Well, tomorrow I'm lucky enough to have a day off from work, so I'm going to be having maybe nice porridge for breakfast Oof. and put on my washing. Nice. And, um, and yeah, chill out. But yeah, I, I was saying that if you'd have asked me what was I doing this afternoon or... In the evenings yes. of the next few days, I'd have more exciting things to say. We're not judging you. We're not <laughs> judging you. No, no, we're not judging. You. Days <laughs> off
1: are great. That's fantastic. <laughs> just for a little more. What, what's your day off from? What? From work.
4: I work as a pharmacist yeah. at uh, Northern Beaches, at Eleanora Heights. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, wonderful. I work. I have three days weekends, long weekends every weekend. Oh, that's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. What a setup. I know. So this
1: time tomorrow, porridge. Day off, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Jenny's going to read for us. She's going to read um, in Colossians a little bit um, of what we heard last week as well for context. Thanks, Jenny. Thank
4: you. The first reading from the Old Testament is from Jeremiah chapter seventeen, verses five to eight, and is found on page one thousand two hundred and one in the Church Bibles. This is what the Lord says. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. That person will be like a bush in the wastelands. They will not see prosperity when it comes. They will dwell in the parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And the second reading from the New Testament is Colossians chapter 2 verses 1 to 12 and is found on page 1833. Of the church Bible I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally my purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God namely christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge i tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments for though i am absent from you in body i am present with you in spirit and delight to see how orderly you are and how firm your faith in christ is so then just as you receive christ jesus as lord continue to live in him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form and you have been given fullness in Christ who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Jenny. This time tomorrow, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to go wild. It's going to be a good segment. I can feel it. We've already talked about porridge. Um, please, uh, yeah, keep your Bibles open. And um, if you've got an outline, have that ready. Uh, we're going to be focusing on uh, particularly verses uh, 4 to 8 today, even though we read a few verses around that as well, some of which we did more on last week and some of which we'll pick up next week. Um, but uh, I want to just start by telling you about a guy I once knew, I, I still know him, just we don't catch up that much anymore, but um, this was a, a, a fellow, I'm going to call Tom, that's not his real name to protect his identity. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, we'll just call him Tom. And he was a committed youth group leader. Um, he was this uh, part of the church band. Um, he he actually like wrote his own songs, wrote songs about Jesus. He went on multiple overseas mission trips um, with Christian organisations. He was just a really... Switched on, kind of thoughtful kind of guy. But a couple of years after he'd finished school, he went um, overseas um, teaching English. He was he was doing, um, and there, where he was uh, in Asia, over away from friends and family and, and church family and all that kind of thing, he basically he just all of a sudden just walked away. Um, he embraced this life of of partying, of of girls, of essentially kind of hedonism, and and he just went for it. What he had, he's a really passionate guy. What seemed like a passion for Jesus um, initially turned into a passion for basically his, his own pleasure. And he wasn't hypocritical in that because he, he, he knew what he was doing. And uh, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he, he just sort of said something like, I, I just want to now just do what I feel. This, this, is, this is what happened to him. Or um, he's another person. This is sort of more really a composite of people. I'm going to call this person Julie. Julie. Someone, uh, Julie, who became a Christian um, some time ago, and when she did, um, she was really initially excited for Jesus and saw lots of change in her life at the start and um, was very excited. But as those kind of initial months and, and years became more of a memory, uh, she sort of uh, the, the urgency of living for Jesus kind of kind of wore off. And uh, instead she was bombarded by messages from our world that said, You know, you should live for yourself and find comfort. uh, And those messages became more attractive. And so slowly, Christian life, um, things like, you know, coming to church, being involved with church things, they they seem like less of a priority um, at this stage of life for Julie. Jesus starts to fade more into the background. See, both of those examples, people kind of walking away from Jesus, living life away from him. I don't know if you can relate, if you know people uh, like that. Uh, but what we're looking at uh, today uh, is, uh, I, I guess, a warning uh, to not be like that. Um, there's an outline uh, that you might have, or this is this is where we're going on the screen. Um, if you want to follow along, I want to start uh, by saying, don't uh, ignore the warnings uh, in this in this passage. After. Paul gives a a soaring description of Jesus back in in chapter 1. He's sort of been describing that his job is to proclaim Jesus to everyone. Um, And as we heard in the first few verses that Jenny read, uh, to work hard to explain that knowing Jesus is like like treasure, like finding hidden treasure. But uh, have a look down at at verse 4 as Paul continues. He says, I'm telling you this so that, no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. There's a real risk of being deceived. The warning is real. And if you're someone who's um, not a follower of Jesus here today, then, uh, well, Paul would say that you're, you're deceived uh, right now in the way that you're approaching life. Uh, but if you are a follower of Jesus, then realise there is a risk. Uh, and it's not just... For other people there's a risk for 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 us for you for me i'm not sure if you know people like uh, at the start uh, those stories i told about tom and julie they're just i guess some examples of what this could be like the risk of of of, uh, ending up basing your life on something other than jesus and you might feel a particular you know you might feel vulnerable to that in a way um, at this point in your life but you you also may not and I suspect that perhaps the Colossians may not have felt particularly vulnerable either. Now think back to what Paul has said about this church already. He's given thanks for how he's heard that the gospel's reached them and now it's, it's growing and bearing fruit. Um, have a look in, in verse 5 in our reading here. He's delighted, though he's not with them, he's delighted in how disciplined they are. That is, how they've ordered their lives around Christ, how firm their trust is in him. So these, these guys Paul's writing to, they haven't walked away. Uh, they don't even seem close, really, at this point. But Paul's still worried for them. He, he warns them. Now, I don't think we like being warned about things. I think it's uh, because when we get warned, uh, we feel like maybe it shouldn't apply to us. We get defensive. dismissive of the consequences like this is a small example but I get uh, really perturbed uh, kind of defensive when we're driving somewhere okay we're driving somewhere and a car will stop in front of us some way in the you know in the distance even if it's just a traffic light and Sophie will say watch out like that she grabs my driving arm it's my driving arm. she grabs my arm and okay so maybe I haven't seen that car quite as early as her but I was going to see it, okay? I was going to see it. And in that moment, it's a small thing, but what goes through, like, what, what does she think of me? Like, seriously, like, do, does she think I'm a bad driver? Does she think I'm blind? Does she think I don't care about my family? I, I, it, it shouldn't, but it bothers me. I, can't, what? Yeah, I was gonna see it. So I don't know if you know that feeling. Someone warns you about something, you're like, come on. Maybe that's a good warning for someone else, but me, not not me. I mean I had this covered I had had it all covered so I think we often get defensive or dismissive it's not comfortable hearing warnings it's not comfortable having a friend pull you aside and say look I've seen this thing in your life and I think you know you need to watch out we don't like to hear that kind of thing so don't ignore this warning don't just like let it just kind of bounce off you don't let uh, the defensiveness kind of distract you in fact warning is part of like regular christian teaching about jesus i don't know if you remember in um, verse 28 of chapter 1 from last week paul says we proclaim christ teaching and admonishing that is warning everyone right we should get used to this as like a regular thing we do and hear as christians but that being said paul has got a really positive approach He wants these guys to keep going in jesus he knows that there are dangers to this little church this little community but he doesn't focus on those initially Uh, you might notice that actually in this book so far this letter he sent uh, the whole first part has been all about jesus about how good he is and now in this section he drops he drops this little warning in but his main point is to focus on jesus so let's Let's focus there with Paul before getting back to the risks again at the end. So the way forward um, is life in Jesus Christ as Lord. So let's have a look at those verses. They're kind of the theme verses really for this whole letter, uh, verses 6 and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness this is what paul really wants for the colossians continue in jesus just as you received him continue now um, receiving jesus here doesn't mean perhaps what we often mean when we use that phrase it doesn't mean kind of like receiving jesus into your heart talking about like a subjective internal experience that's that's not really what this word means what what Paul's talking about is the really tangible notion of of receiving something that is passed on to you something that is given to you uh, receiving that receiving the message about Jesus it was uh, like uh, the backpack that Caroline had earlier it's this backpack and into it you put all this info the things you've been told about jesus and actually we had a whole bunch of things that we got from colossians 1 we put into the backpack paul cleverly almost summarizes uh, his message about jesus by this phrase that he uses here he says christ jesus as lord he's sort of saying okay here's the the jesus bit right i've told you about this guys he's a real person who walked the earth uh you heard about how he roamed around israel teaching and healing people with compassion and power there it is, Jesus, pop that in the backpack, pop that in the bag. And then there's the Christ bit. Right? He's, this is uh, Jesus who is the Messiah, the one who fulfills the promises of the Old Testament, the one who brings rescue, uh, the one who is the promised king. Put that in the bag, you know what, I've told you about him. And then here's the Lord bit, you know, he was raised from the dead. Uh, just as Paul had said in chapter 1, he's the one who's before all things, in whom all things hold together, who has brought reconciliation through his blood. Uh, he's the one who is the rightful king of everything, the one who should be a lord of your life too. And so pop that in the backpack. All these truths kind of go into the backpack. And there you've got this, this thing, Christ Jesus as Lord, and Paul sort of passes that whole thing on to the Colossians. He passes that whole thing on now to us. It's, it's the message about who Jesus is. Now, for us, um, and and Caroline kind of had this in her backpack, you know, the the Bible is, is the backpack. You know, this has got Paul's teachings about Jesus in it. It's not just the letter he sent to the Colossians. It's got that, but it's also got his other letters. It's got other books about Jesus. It's got the whole Old Testament that points to him. This is what's been handed on to us. Don't go grabbing another backpack. And so Paul says... As you, as you did receive him, when I passed this, this message on to you, when you first heard about him uh, and, and accepted him as the Lord of your lives, continue to live your lives in him. Receiving this teaching uh, does mean knowing things about Jesus, but it doesn't mean uh, passively kind of filing them away in the back of your brain. It means living on that basis. And the word for, for live here in the Bibles is actually literally the word For walk, continue to walk in him. You have to make decisions every day and you have to think thoughts and say things sometimes each day. Paul's saying in every situation you're in, uh, behave with Christ Jesus as Lord. That's the key point. Take how you became a Christian, which is by learning of and trusting Jesus, and and then continue uh, with that as your basis as you live. Um, you can think of that key point of receiving then continuing to live uh, in a, a different way you can think of it in terms of a picture of growing which paul has there as well you start out rooted in christ like a new plant in fresh fresh soil and then you inevitably grow but you don't move away from the roots or as the the image switches here to a building you're built up from that same foundation or you can think of it in terms of being made stronger. In the second part of verse 7, being strengthened or established or made more confident in the faith. But again, can you see it's it's not shifting from the beginnings? It says, as you were taught. So it's like that, that backpack. You know, hang on to the one that has been passed on to you, the Christ backpack. You know, delve deeper into it. Find new things about him that you didn't know or work out how things that you did know apply in new ways to your life. Go deeper in that backpack when you have have issues in life. Find something that's particularly useful in this moment. But don't grab another backpack. Don't grab something not based on Christ. The key point is uh, what we've received and been taught about Jesus Christ as Lord For us, the stuff here in the Bible, it's not just the way to be reconciled to God. It's not just the way to start your Christian life. It's the only way to live for him as we were made to. Uh, But don't forget, the warning is real. We return uh, to the warning now. Uh, It's fleshed out a bit there in verse 8 and even more in the subsequent verses, which we'll look at next week. But have a look at verse 8. It says, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on christ if you're not firmly rooted uh, and if you're not building on that foundation then uh, you could be carried away taken captive onto a different path uh, into a different teaching or a different philosophy you can think of philosophy here it's it's quite a a general term really you can think of it as a a world view a way of thinking about the world a philosophy uh, is not in itself bad in fact a philosophy based on christ that's a really good thing that's great but here he's talking about something not based on christ uh, but rather based on human tradition or the elemental spirits of the world he says the elemental spiritual forces so when he says human traditions Paul may have been thinking of um, a particular system of thinking about the world which incorporated Jewish traditions, a uh, particularly kind of religious approach to life, uh, as we'll see spelled out uh, next week uh, in the next section and focus on more then. Uh, but he is talking about any tradition that has not been uh, based on Christ. Now people disagree over what the elemental spiritual forces of the world mean. In Colossae at the time, there would have been uh, beliefs floating around um, about spiritual powers, perhaps uh, gods based on uh, the, the, the stars and so on, uh, that you could interact with to make your life go better. That was the belief. Uh, so that he could have been talking about that, but actually the phrase is literally just elements of the world and could just be talking about uh, physical stuff that the world is made of. Uh, in either case, the emphasis really is on the last part of the phrase, which says it's of the world, right? So whatever he's talking about here exactly, it's something that's been created. This is definitely not in the same category as the creator. And so the things that define these uh, deceptive philosophies is that they're not, they're not based on Christ. That's the main question. Is Christ at the core, Don't grab another backpack that's given to you by some other person that the world offers to you. Don't rummage in another backpack. This uh, is all that you need. He's the one uh, we need to be rooted in and continue in. We heard in our um, other Bible reading, the the Old Testament one, about uh, the stark image of a, a plant rooted in the flesh of men. It said it was described as a bush in the wasteland. Uh, compared to someone who has confidence in the Lord, like a healthy tree planted by a stream, a bush in the wasteland. That's probably not something that you'd be aiming for. Uh, I'd imagine I want to be to be a bush in the wasteland. That's what I want to be. No, but Paul's point is that you can't you can get carried away without realizing it. No one's aiming to be a bush in the wasteland. So so don't be defensive about this warning because it's a real risk. Uh, back in verse five uh he, he he calls these um these things fine sounding arguments you know they're, they're uh, arguments that that are plausible that sound pretty attractive and here they're called deceptive you know if it's so obvious that it's like the wrong way to go it's not a, it's not deceptive it's, it's just the wrong way to go right so don't be uh i guess uh, defensive oh this warning doesn't apply to me, and don't be dismissive about the warning either like it doesn't matter because I mean, these alternatives to Christ that says there—they're all—they're all hollow. Ultimately, they don't actually hold anything. They're like a, a piece of wood that's been uh, eaten out by termites, and you tread on it and it just breaks, just like that. They've got no actual substance to them in the end. On the other hand, Christ is about fullness in verse nine, and we'll get onto that more next week. Uh, Paul's already explained how great Jesus is, how he's the one uh, who everything is made by and for. And so as Paul talks about these kind of other approaches to life, he's almost being a little bit kind of dismissive of them in a way, a bit derogatory of them as an alternative. He's sort of saying, you know, why would you, why would you bother with something based on human human tradition? That's human tradition. We've got Christ, the one who made every human being. Oh, you're into some like elemental principles about the world. I mean, but they're of the world. They're, they're, we're talking about the one who made everything. He's saying, you, you, you're so missing out. They might seem deceptive, but they're, they're hollow. You're missing out by following these. And he's not saying that thinking about or understanding uh, philosophies based on things other than Jesus is, is wrong. In fact, that's probably very useful in seeing that you're not taken in. He's saying, don't be deceived by them. Don't be taken captive. And so as we, uh, as we come to a finish, we're just going to have a look at those uh, two examples we talked about at the beginning um, again uh, to see in each case how depending on Jesus is, is so much better. I think about that friend I had, uh, Tom, uh, the one who basically just threw Jesus away because uh, he saw Jesus curtailing his, his pleasure because he thought he'd be happier, more satisfied without Jesus' uh, moral demands on his life. That's a philosophy that doesn't depend on Jesus. No, he's essentially looking inside and defining what, pardon me, what was good by what he felt. And that's a way of, of looking at, at, at life that's very common in our world, isn't it? A well-known option to us. But it's no good, it's It's hollow. I want to share with you some verses from Colossians chapter 3 because in uh, the second half of Colossians, uh, Paul gets really practical. I want to share with you some verses now um, uh, how this kind of answers the pursuit of self. Colossians chapter 3 verse uh, 9 uh, to 10. It says, You have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge of, Uh, in the image of its creator. See, actually that that selfish self that uh, you feel so much you need to please sometimes. Well, actually, that's not not the most real you. The old self is going. There's a new self, a renewed self that's coming based in the knowledge of God. The old self is deceptive. So so watch out. If you feel yourself being uh, grabbed by it, then keep rooted in Jesus. What about uh, Julie, the other uh, person I talked about? After that initial excitement, things had gone kind of stale. The values of of comfort in lifestyle and security and wealth, they seem more attractive at this stage of life. That approach is based purely on a worldly uh, perspective, isn't it? One that puts higher value on created things rather than the one who made them. It doesn't make sense if you think about it, but it is deceptive. It's easy to do, but it's ultimately hollow. Actually, Jesus is the one for whom and through whom all things are made. And knowing this is the ultimate comfort and security. Let me take you to chapter 3 again, verses 23 and 24. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. See, so actually, if you, uh, rather than try to manufacture your own comfort and security, which is going to end up hollow, if you live life for the Lord, uh, however uncomfortable life may seem compared to those around you, then as one of his own, there's an amazing inheritance waiting with him. That's, that's the truth. See, so the main point is this. What we've received, what we've been taught Uh, about Jesus Christ as Lord that's the way to start and that's the way uh, to continue that's the way to to finish as well because as opposed to hollow and deceptive approaches to life it's true and it's full did you notice um, as we as we wrap up have a look at the end of verse eight did you notice what it says there it says live your lives rooted in him built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness that's the picture of someone who is walking in Jesus. It's someone walking confidently, walking strong, assured in him. And someone, as they walk, who's just beaming with joy, exuding thankfulness. Why? Well, this, this whole passage has been about sticking to, to what, what we've received as a gift. It's been about continuing having been uh, rooted or planted, that, that's by someone else. Uh, the wonderful treasure we have in Jesus, the, the true philosophy for life, is something we've been given, given by God. So this message is embrace that gift. It's like, how do you know you've got a healthy plant with good roots? Well, if you see a green luscious leaf on it, How do you know if you've got a a healthy Christian uh, who has good roots in Jesus? Well, it's if they're overflowing with thankfulness. Because thankfulness flows from a recognition that all of this, what Jesus has done, the chance to be uh, in on living life with him, is a beautiful gift. So stay rooted in him. Let's pray. Our Father, thanks so much for what you've offered to each of us here, this uh, beautiful truth about Christ Jesus as Lord and all he's done through which we can know you. Lord, help us just to be alert, um, alert to subtle approaches to life that don't depend on him. Help us stay rooted in him and help us always remember that we have received so much from you and to overflow with thankfulness amen well there are probably uh, no more appropriate lyrics to sing on the back of that passage than uh in christ alone my hope is found Uh, so that's what we're going to sing please stand Great reminder that uh, Christ is the one in whose power we stand. Uh, just a couple of reminders as we finish uh, today. If you've got any of those cards, they go in the welcome box at the back. Please remember to pick up one of these fun finance updates on your way out as well. Uh, we're having morning tea at the back again uh, this week. So we'll just take a little moment to uh, move the chairs around and so forth. If you do have a child or a youth, please pick them up uh, as your first uh thing before morning tea Uh, drinks served at the back in the vestry there but if you grab those feel free please to head outside as well and don't forget to sign up to guess who's coming to lunch Uh, let me pray as we finish our father thank you so much for the time you've given us this morning